Enjoy the greatest worship band in Walton County. Amen. Here we go. Psalms chapter 8. This is the second time you've heard this today, and that's intentional. First four verses. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You've set your glory in the heavens. Through the praise of children and infants, you've established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. Anybody need some of your enemies to shut up? Come on, somebody. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you've set in place, listen, what is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? Will you pray with me? Father, thank you that even though we are mere mortal human beings, you are mindful of us. You care about us. Even though you're the God of the universe that put everything we know and everything we see into motion and created everything there is, God, you are among us even now. And for that, we give you praise. Amen. I love you. How many of you are sitting next to somebody or close to somebody that you love? You, you should tell them. How many of you would say, I, I love God? All right, here we go. Love isn't love until it's expressed. And how many know that it's more than just what we say? It's more than just our words. Listen, you like to hear I love you, don't you? So do I. It, it makes you feel good when Pastor Dwayne stands up here, I love you. Because maybe you, you hadn't heard that all day. Maybe. It makes you feel good, doesn't it? But doesn't it, doesn't it take on another perspective when somebody shows you how much they love you? Love isn't love until it is expressed. It, maybe it looks like this. For God so loved the world that he gave. Romans 5, 8 says, but God demonstrates his own love. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. See, love is not just something we feel, and it's not just something we say, it's something we express. Dr. Gary Chapman, several years ago, wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. And it, it's an awesome book, and, and there's a website, and, and, and maybe uh, husbands and wives, you should go home, and you should take the little quiz and find out what your love languages are. There's five of them. That's why they call it The Five Love Languages. Because there's five of them. It's physical touch is one. Receiving gifts, quality time, acts of service, words of affirmation. I've got a couple, and my wife has a couple. Donna's love language, there's really two. She was very close between acts of service and quality time. All right? Mine are words of affirmation and physical touch. I know... I know that surprises all of you people. <laughs> I'm a hugger, right? I mean, that's just how. So I, I like to express my love to my wife in her language. Now, let me tell you what her language really isn't. It's not receiving gifts. You know, and, and I learned that a, a long time ago. Now, don't get me wrong. If, if she gets up on Christmas morning and I was just like, I, I washed the dishes for you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Um, that's probably not going to 
yeah, that's not going to go so well. But here's a for instance. So for her birthday this past year, I thought, I'm going to do something I hadn't done in a while, and I'm going to order some flowers, and I'm going to have them sent to the school. So not only was she surprised, I will be a rock star. I, I need some rock star moments, right? Come on. And so I got online, and I ordered these flowers, and so I kept I kept waiting for the phone call. You know what I'm talking about. I kept waiting for her to call me and go, oh, you are the most incredible man. I love you so much. And the phone call never came. <laughs> and she gets home, and I was like, how was your day? <laughs> it was busy. Well, the flowers didn't show up. I was ill. So I get on the phone. I'm like, hey, uh, what's, the, what's the deal? And they're like, uh, you know, well, uh, something happened, and it got delayed. And I was like, they're like, well, we'll send them tomorrow. I'm like, tomorrow's not her birthday. And uh, so finally, she, they, they get uh, a couple days later, they finally show up. And, you know, she was like, aw, aw, they're pretty, aw. And I was like, that didn't land like I thought it was going to land. And I should have known because I know her love language. So let me tell you what I did. I'm like, I'm going to kill two birds with one stone. So, my, as many of you know, my dad died a little while ago, and I, I took some of the money from his inheritance, and I got online, and I booked us a cruise. And so, here was my idea. I, I don't want her to have to do anything but get on the boat. I'm going to take care of finding out which cruise, which port. I'm going to plan the whole thing. I'm going to plan our flight. I'm going to book the parking. I'm going to do everything. I don't want her to have to do nothing but find her suntan lotion. You know what I'm saying? I even went a, a step further. I, I, I booked this, this little shady spot. cost a few extra bucks, but Donna's not like some of y'all that like to get out and just bake all day on the, on the beach. She needs a little shady spot. So I, I'm like, I'll, I'll get her a shady spot, and that made her so happy. Now, here's what you need to know, y'all. When you speak to someone in their love language, there's a strong chance they're going to return that in your love language. That's how that works. There was a moment while we're sitting in that shady spot, after we finally got to the cruise, where she looked at me, held my hand, and she said, thank you, I needed this. See, when we speak to each other in our love languages, it resonates, it matters, and it, listen, the, the gifts, that means something to her, but when I speak to her in her language, it resonates with her. Does that make sense? God's got a love language. God's got a love language. And for the most part, it's what we've been talking about the last several weeks. The book of Psalms, at least... A large part of it are songs that describe to God's people God's love language. So what's God's love language? Before I tell you what it is, I'm going to tell you what it's not. God's love language is not your worry. How many of you have laid awake at night worrying about something? Can I tell you, I think that breaks God's heart. 
Because you know what? And, and listen, I'm talking to myself because it happened to me this past week. I was laying awake at night worrying about something. Laying awake at night worrying about something. And you know what I believe the message is to God? God, this is bigger than you. Did that sting a little? God, this is bigger than you. And so I'm going to worry about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cast my care on me. So worry's not God's love language. In fact, Jesus said, why do you do it? Why do you do it? In other words, stop it. Let me tell you what else God's love language isn't. It's not this anxiousness and anxiety. And I'm going to tell you something. This is, I told Donna I, I couldn't go off on a tangent this morning because I've had way too much caffeine. There's no, no telling how long I'll stay there. But can I tell you something? The enemy has bombarded our, the body of Christ with anxiety. And I'm, I'm about ready to, to anybody want to hear a sermon on, on God's plan for, for the, those people struggling with anxiety? Would you come if I preached it? Four of us will be here. Come on, somebody. Would you come if I be? That's not God's plan for us. Now, listen, I know it's a real thing, but it's not God's plan. Worry and anxiety is not God's love language. You know what else isn't God's love language? Our complaining, our whining, our fussing, our moaning, our griping. You know, we, we, we're so good at it, though. I, I know, God, we live on the, in, the, in the greatest nation on the planet, and we're richer than 90% of the rest of the globe, but it's just, just not enough. Yeah, that's not, that's not God's love language. There's this one passage uh, that, that I want you to just latch on to because I believe it, it. It tells us what God's love language is. It's... Psalm 22, verse 3, it says, Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. See, the King James says it like this. Um, God inhabits the praises of Israel. And how many of you know, we don't have time for a, a, a New Testament survey. How many of you know that you and I are adopted into that vine by Christ Jesus? And so when, when God says the praises of Israel, he's talking to me and you because we've been adopted into God's chosen people, right? Come on. All right. So what, what this word tells us is that God inhabits, enthrones himself in the praises of God's people. And, you know, back in the 70s and 80s and 90s, we sing a lot of song about God inhabiting the praises of his people. And what we would say is when we sing this song, God shows up. That's ridiculous. How many know God can't show up anywhere? Because he's already there, right? So, so when you walked in the door this morning, who was waiting on you? God, when you get in your, in your vehicle to go home, who's going to be waiting on you? So that's not what it means. It doesn't mean that when we praise God, he shows up. That, that word enthroned, it's a, it's a Hebrew word, and here's what it means. That God moves his throne to the place of your praise and sits down and dwells there. Now, now just think about this. What if in the middle of your nonsense, what if in the middle of your worry and anxiety, what if in the middle of your worst day, instead of worrying and, and being anxious and complaining, what if you just began to lift a voice of praise to God and watch him move his throne to the middle of that and sit down and dwell? Which do you think is more productive? God enthrones himself among the praises of his people. That means instead of wondering and worrying, what if we just made a habit 
just us, instead of worry, we began to praise God. You don't, want, you don't understand how bad it is. Stop. Man, how many have learned by now that God does his best work at the end of you? God does his best work when you're at the end of your rope. God does his best work when there is no way and God shows up and makes a way. God does his best work when you think that this is absolutely the worst day of my life. Well, watch him sit down in the middle of it and show off. He does something else, though. He sits down in the middle of it, and he dwells, and he invites you to stand around his throne. Can I just tell you, listen, I haven't got it all figured out yet, but I have learned this, that when it's, on those moments when it's bad, on those moments when it's glorious, if I'll learn to just lift a voice of praise to my heavenly Father, he he, he makes himself in the middle of that. So, we've been talking in, in, in the book of Psalms, right? So here's what you need to know. Your praise is God's love language. Your praise is God's love language. The Psalms are 150 chapters. Many of them telling us how we can express our love to God. And listen, if God so loved his, the world that he gave his only son, if God demonstrates his love to us that while we were still sinners that Christ died for us that kind of love demands a response oh. if we got that can I tell you listen to me if we got that we'd put Donna Life out of a job there'd be no lead for a worship leader if we got that we will come into his courts with thanksgiving Enter his courts with praise. If we really understood that, that, our, that, that God's love language is our praise, it changed the way we came to church. But I, I hear it. Dwayne, I'm just, I'm just not an expressive person. You know, you're, you're that, you know, hands crossed. I'm not really crazy about that song. I'm just not an expressive person. Now, now listen, you don't have to express it like I express it. And you don't have to express it like some of these folks that are a, a, a little radical express it. But you got to express it. <laughs> I, I wonder, I wonder what, what my wife would do if she looked at me with those deep chocolate brown eyes and said, Dwayne, you are the man of my dreams. And I said, I'm just not an expressive person. I'd be sleeping at one of my children's house. Now, now listen, I, I, I get it. Not everybody's personality is, is radical, and you do something loud and crazy. I, I get that, and that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm trying to, to pull you to be. I am trying to pull you to a place where you express your passion for God here not just here but here so I'm going to give you a few things I'm going to give you a why before I give you the what okay 
going to give you a few reasons why we should speak to God in His love language with our praise, okay? So we express our love of God for, let's start here, for our rescue. Psalm 18.6 says, In my distress I called upon the Lord. To my God I cried for help. Anybody remember the night that you had to cry out to God because you'd come to the end of you? Did he turn a deaf ear, I wonder? Or did he rescue you? From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry reached his ear. I I wonder if there's any, I once was lost, but now I'm found people here. Praise God for our rescue. I I, I love, one of my favorite movies is um, Castaway. I love I love that movie because there's it, it's so it's so moving and it's so dramatic and there's almost no talking. This idea that there's only one chance for his rescue and I'm going to tell you that that is true for you and I this morning. There's only one chance for our rescue and it's not me. The one chance that you've got to rescue hung on a cross 2,000 years ago. His name's Jesus. And listen, if you're lost and you don't know him, can I tell you you can? And you need to because he came to rescue you. So that's one thing. We express our love for God because of our rescue. We express our love for God because of God's care and compassion. I'm going to read it again. This is the third time. When I consider your heavens... The work of your fingers, the moon and the stars in place. What is mankind that you are mindful of them? Human beings that you care for him. Here's what David was saying. God, you put everything in motion. You hung the stars with your fingers. Why would you care about me? Who am I? Ever felt that way? Ever felt like? God, you've got better things to do than deal with me because I've let you down. Anybody ever felt like you let God down? Guess what? You weren't holding him up. It's the other way around, isn't it? Ever wonder why, why God would bother with the likes of you and me? Because his love is perfect. And he expressed his love to us by sending his only son. Why would he do that? Why would the God of the universe love you and I so much? Listen, there's nobody on this planet. All right, moms and dads, listen to me. There's nobody on this planet you'd do that for. You wouldn't give your child for somebody else. You wouldn't give your child so somebody else could be rescued. You wouldn't. You might might give your own life, but you wouldn't give the life of your child. You might... Take a bullet for somebody, but you're not going to push your kid in front of one. That's exactly what he did. Why would he do that? Because he had to. There's only one reason. God demonstrates his love for us. And the least I can do is to return it in his language. We express our love for God, for our rescue, for his care and compassion, and for who he is. I love this psalm. Listen, 
Psalm 145, verse 13 says, Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. Uh, that, those two verses give you a seminary-level uh, class on who God is. Look, look, first of all, God's eternal. Your kingdom's an everlasting kingdom. God's eternal. That means he didn't have a beginning, and he's not going to have an end. And, and God's sovereign. You know what that means? That means he's in control. I, anybody ever felt out of control? God doesn't know what that feels like because he's never been out of control. He's sovereign. Look what he says. Your dominion. That means he's in control. Here, here's I'm going to throw a theological word at you. You ready? Immutable. You know what that means? It means he, not only will he not change, he can't change because he's perfect. Look, it says his his dominion endures through all generations. He's not going to change. Listen, I, I've talked to people, and they feel like, oh, well, God must have run out of grace by now. He got plenty. <laughs> the Lord is trustworthy. You know what that means? He can't lie. In all his promises, he's faithful in all he does. You know what that means? He can't fail. He upholds all who fall and lifts up. You know what that means? He's gracious and kind. See, some people have this idea, and I did too for a long time. I had this idea that God was, you know, sitting on his throne, and he had this quiver full of lightning bolts waiting for me to mess up so I could get zapped. That God was out to get me because I, I, I messed up so much and I failed so much. And that he had these, these lightning bolts just, mm, here he goes. Here he, it's Dwayne's turn again. Now, how many know the exact opposite is true? That the God that we serve is full of love and compassion. And, and he, he doesn't ask you to earn it. He doesn't ask you to buy it. He just asks you to do one thing. Return it. Just return his love. To express our love for God, for his rescue, for his care and compassion, for who he is. Oh. Express love for God for our deliverance. <laughs> Psalm 40. I love this. Come on, y'all. I waited patiently for the Lord to help me. And he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair. Anybody spend any time in a pit just like that? Out of the mud and the mire. And what did he do? He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He's, look, let's keep reading. Verse 3. He's given me a new song to sing. How many of you are singing a different song than you used to sing this morning? Him of praise to our God. And what will happen because of that? Many will see what he's done and be amazed. They'll put their trust in the Lord. <laughs> what else? We express our love for God, for our rescue, for God's care and compassion, for who he is, for our deliverance. And let's just cover everything else. We express our love for God for everything. Now listen. I have a college degree and I'm working on another one. But I'm gonna, I, I tried to find another way to say it, but I'm going to say it like this. God ain't never been nothing but good to me. 
on your worst day, God ain't never been nothing but good to you. Man, I heard, I, I wish I could say it as eloquently as, as I heard this pastor say, you know, there's things that have happened in your life and there's things that have happened in mine that where you go, God, I, I just, I don't see your hand here. I, I remember when Donna's mom died, I, we, we trusted God, but I'm like, God, I don't, we don't see this one. And, and some of you have had tremendous loss and you've had tremendous difficulty. You've had tremendous, you know, seasons in your life where you just didn't understand what was happening. I heard, I heard him say it just like this. There's all of those things. The moment you lock eyes with Christ on that day, you'll go, okay. You, you knew what you were doing all along. Okay, it all makes sense now. That there won't be, you know, some people say, I, I got all these questions that I want to ask God. Guess what? When you see the face of Jesus, you don't have any questions. You're just going to know. Listen to this passage, Psalm 103, verse 1 to 6 says, let, let part of me, praise the Lord, oh, let all that I am, praise the Lord with my whole heart. Can I just, can I get on a little, a little pastor tangent for just a minute? I, I love it that you're here. I love it that you, that you walk into this building. Can, can I give you a challenge from this point forward? Don't come in here half-hearted. Don't come in here going, I, I, really, I really didn't want to be here today, but I'm here. I'm glad you're here even if you didn't want to be here. But I'm going to tell you, if you'll put something in, you'll get a whole lot more out. If you'll come in here and go, I don't feel it, I don't like it, but I'm going to give God everything I got this morning. And you love on people, and you worship God with this band, and, 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 and you pay attention. Donna says it every Sunday. You lean in with your attention. You're like, I don't know. He's crazy. He's had too much caffeine, but I'm going to try my best to listen to what he's saying. And I'm, I'm let all that I am, I promise you, you'll leave going, man, it's been good to be in the house of the Lord today. Let all that I am. Praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Listen, may I never forget the good things he does for me. King James says, and forget not all his benefits. He forgives all my sins. Heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercies. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. I didn't used to understand that. I get it now. The Lord gives righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. Dwayne, that's easy for you to say. You don't know where I'm at. You don't know what I'm walking through. I don't, but I know who does, and he knows what he's doing, and here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. Love him with all of your heart in the midst of the stuff and watch him work, and now listen, he may not work like you think he needs to work, but there'll come a point when you'll lock eyes with him and go, okay, okay, I get it now. So I gave you a few whys. Here's Here's the what. Now, now let, me, let me qualify this. Here's some of the what. In other words, maybe, this, maybe I should say it like this. This is some of the how. I gave you the whys. Let's, let's talk about some hows. Because I've told you many times that the Hebrew language is much more descriptive than our language. Much more. Our word for praise 
the Hebrew language has seven different words that translate to English as praise. And so I'm going to give you about five of them, okay? And, and listen, if you want the rest, you call me, I'll, I'll send you, I'll, I'll give you the rest. But, uh, and, and what I was going to do is I was going to give you a psalm for every one of these, but you, you won't stay till two. So you, you just kind of have to, you know, write some of these down. I asked Becky to give you some white space on your bulletin. So you can write some of these down and go home and do some study on your own. How many of you know that you, you can't survive on one meal a week? Right? All right, so you need to take some of this home and do, do a little digging on your own, right? Wow, that was the quietest amen. I got one. Can I get a better amen? Come on, you need to do something on your own. There we go. Wow. The first Hebrew word, and it's by far the most Hebrew word, is the word halal. Halal. It's where we get our word hallelujah. You know what it literally means? I love this one. It means to celebrate like a madman. David did it. When the Ark of the Covenant, he stripped down to his underwear and danced before the Lord. Y'all look at me like it ain't in the Bible, but it is. And he said, and, and, and people were busting his chops. His own wife was busting his chops. His father-in-law was busting his chops. And you know what he did? You know what he said? I'll become even more undignified than this. Now listen, I'm not asking you to strip down your underwear. In fact, I'm going to implore you to not, y'all that are watching online, have your way, but not here. But what if? What if we just worship God unashamed? I have a question for you. Now, you're going to, y'all know me. Why is it okay to do that on Saturday when the Bulldogs are playing, but not okay on Sunday morning? Man, Tim Johnson was over at my house when the Bulldogs won the national championship. We were fools. <laughs> we were jumping up and down, screaming at the top of our lungs. And, and listen, if they win it again, I'll do the exact same thing. I hope I don't have to wait 40 more years. Why is that okay? But somebody gets a little expressive in their worship, and, well, I just don't think all that's necessary. Well, it might not be for you, but it is for them. They're expressing their love for God. Now, listen, I'm not telling you that's how you got... That needs to be your attitude. I don't care. Now listen, now, you, now your expression may be a bowed head. Your expression might be a, a, a quiet whisper. But, but do it unashamed. Worship God like a madman. Somebody say, hallelujah. hallelujah. Woo, see, that's all right. The second Hebrew word that I want to, is yada. And it's, it's a beautiful word. That simply means, people say, why do some churches raise their hands in worship? That's what that means. It means to extend your hand in humble worship. That's just what that means. And, and listen, I'm going to tell you that when I, when I first gave my heart to the Lord, I had a problem with that. I was like, you know, everybody in my church did it, but I, I, it was uncomfortable for me. Um, and I think it was uncomfortable because one of the girls from my high school was at my church and she was real popular and I was like if I get too crazy 
everybody at school is going to know it. Nobody has ever had any thoughts like that? Okay. But I, can I tell you that, that once I, I said, because I'm going to tell you what, what, it, what this really means. When you, when you lift your hand in worship, it really means, all right, God, I surrender. It, the, I, I need you. And, and listen, maybe you say, that's not me. How about you do this? How about you let God snatch you out of your comfort zone a little bit? And, and by the way, that's, Donna, come up here. That's not the only way that that can work, by the way. Extending your hand, right? Is that what we said? Yada. I wonder if this looks like praise to God. Hey, you, you know, um, I'd, I'd really love for you to come be a part of our Easter service on Easter Sunday morning. You think, you think that gives God praise, extending that hand? Of course, that was a shameless plug for you to take those <laughs> invitations. Thank you, darling. I hope, you're, I hope you'll come. Take that. I, I want you to be here. Yada. My favorite one is Shabak. Shabak means shout. Here's how you know when Dwayne is plugged into what's happening in church. I've got one word. I got one word that I'll I'll sit on that front row and I'll say yes, just like that. And I don't know why that's my word, but that's my word. Now now listen. Um, I, I don't I don't know that it's that you've got to be like I am. And I'm, I, I've never been that preacher that said, you've got to worship God just like I am. But I am going to tell you this. There's going to come a time in your life when a whisper might not do. And I remember those moments when there, there's just this understanding that you're in the presence of God and and for me in that moment a whisper is just not going to do and I'm not telling you got to I'm not telling you got to shout every time I you know I I get loud I'm not telling you got to do that I'm not telling you got to shout every time the the guitars go crazy I am telling you that where the spirit of the Lord is there's liberty and if you feel that shout welling within your soul you let it go come on somebody you let it go Shabak, shout. Oh, here's, here's a beautiful one. It's Barak. Barak. It means to humbly kneel before the Lord. I'm going to tell you, there's, there might be a time when a shout's not appropriate because you need to get quiet before the Lord. And, and, did you ever wonder why? It's kneeling. Now, now listen, y'all know me, and I, I've, I've told you many times, that, you know, uh, your posture isn't all that important. You know, if you want to pray with your hands up, if you want to pray with your arms crossed, if you want to pray sitting down, if you want to pray with, with your, you know, kneeling, then, then there's something special about being in that moment where you just need to express your love to God when you're knelt before him. Maybe at your seat, maybe beside your bed. Anybody ever done that? You just knelt beside your bed and buried your head in your mattress because you just you just needed to hear from the Lord. Yeah, that's praise. 
That's that submission. That's what being on your knees before the Lord's all about. God, you're in control and I am not. And the last one we'll talk about today. Tehillah. That means you're going to lift a song of praise. L- listen, and I'm going to I'm going to challenge you, man. If you if you're one of those folks and you're just like, I don't sing. I get it. I, I used to lead the choir at the Loganville Church of God back in the day. <laughs> and had this guy come up. And he's like, I want to join the choir. I'm like, well, come on. He said, you don't understand. I can't sing. And I went, come on. You don't understand. I really, really, really can't sing. And I said, come on. I said, here's, God said to make a joyful noise. Can you make a noise? He said, yep. I said, can you smile while you're doing it? He said, yep. I said, well, come on. Make a joyful noise. I didn't understand. <laughs> he really couldn't sing. But can I tell you, he'd stand up on, on that. It looked kind of funny because he was shorter than all the other men. And he'd just smile and let it go. And we had to turn the mics the other direction. But can I tell you something? While it was an awful noise, it was sweet in the ears of God. I've heard some of y'all say, I, I, don't, I can't sing. The coolest thing happened at our men's Bible study this past Thursday night. Zach was leading this particular study, and, and, and we stood up, and he said, we're going to pray. And here's what he did. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, O my soul. Rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you sweet, sweet sound in your ear. By the time he'd done that about three times, all those men in those deep bass voices, man, it was just glorious. And and can I tell you, I believe that the heart of God was smiling on our noise. So, so listen, when we encourage you to sing, don't think, oh, I, nobody wants to hear my song. Oh, listen to me. Your heavenly Father delights in your song, in your joyful noise. So you let her rip, Tater Chip, and you just sing from the bottom of your soul. So here's, here's a question. What, what qualifies me? To express praise to God. <laughs> what, what qualifies me? When you don't, you don't understand how weak I am. You, you don't understand how I fail. I'm, I'm not qualified to lift praise to God. 
that verse that we've read, verse 2 of the... Of Verse 2 of Psalms chapter 8. Let's just listen to this. Through the praise of children and nursing infants, you've established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. And I thought, why children and infants? What, what was the psalmist David trying to tell us in that moment? Can, can you think of anything more vulnerable than a nursing infant? I think what God was telling us through the psalmist was that the weakest praise on the planet can capture the heart of God so much that he moves on your behalf. <sighs> I heard this story this week. about an Air Force base in North Carolina. And, and it's one of these Air Force bases where they test these supersonic jets that break the sound barrier. And, and there were complaints because it's right on an interstate and it, they, they fly really right over a residential area. And if you've ever heard that, it's deafening. It, it'll shake your house. And people were complaining about the noise. And I'm going to tell you, maybe you're uncomfortable with noise. Maybe you're uncomfortable when people express their worship, express their praise in a loud way. Maybe it makes you uncomfortable. And I get that. And I don't want you to be uncomfortable. But I need you to understand something. They put a, they put a billboard out outside this Air Force base to all the people that were complaining. And here's what it said. Took a picture of it. It says, pardon our noise. That's the sound of freedom. <laughs> so listen, when, when you see someone knelt across this altar and they're wailing from their soul, you might just want to say, pardon that. That's what freedom sounds like. When you hear someone scream yes at the top of their lungs, you might just want to pardon them. But that's what freedom sounds like. I love to listen to Danny up. Amen. That's what freedom sounds like, y'all. And, and Dwayne, that's not me. Well, listen, I get it. But, but give somebody else the liberty to express their praise and honor to God because I'm going to tell you, you don't know where they've been. Pardon me for my noise, but you don't know how far God's brought me. Pardon me, but you don't know how He's calmed my soul in the darkest day of my life. Pardon me for my yes and for my shout and for my tears, but you just don't know. Fifty Psalm says it like this praise the Lord praise God in his sanctuary praise him in his mighty heavens praise him for his mighty deeds praise him according to his excellent greatness praise him with trumpet sound praise him with a lute and the harp praise him with tambourine and dance we need some more tambourines in the church come on somebody praise him with strings and pipe here's my, here's my favorite part 
praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud, clashing cymbals. And I'm like, Lord, what does that mean? And I, I, I immediately got an image of Mikey over there in the, in the drum cage. And, you know, sometimes when it's nice and soft, it'll... And it's so pretty. Isn't that pretty? And sometimes, sometimes he'll, because of the way the song is, he'll, and then he'll dampen it. And, and maybe, maybe you're in a season. Or maybe you're in a, in a, in a quieter season. But can I tell you what a resounding symbol sounds like? Bless the Lord, oh my soul, forget not all his benefits. Thank you for raising me up. Thank you for sending your only son. Thank you for demonstrating your love for me. While I was still a sinner, thank you for dying for me. Can I tell you that your life ought to resound the praises of God across this world that so desperately needs him. Pardon our noise. That's what freedom sounds like. Yes. Won't you stand across this building and let's just end this service with words and expressions of praise to our great God. <laughs> what qualifies you? Here, listen. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. If you're breathing, Qualified to lift your voice in praise. Will you do that with us right now? Let's lift our voice in praise to our great God. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise. Pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you only. It's your breath in our lungs. So we pour Shout your praise, our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Come on, lift your voice. Great are you, Lord. All the earth will shout your praise, our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Shout your praise, our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Come on, why don't you stretch your hands for him? All the earth will shout your praise, our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Our love. 
Before we ask anything of you, we thank you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. We thank you, Father, for your love and your kindness, your care and compassion. Thank you for rescuing us. Thank you that while we were still sinners, you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sin and for our deliverance. So God, all across this room, as we lift our voices as we lift our hands, as we bow our hearts, as we bend our knee, as we bow our heads in humility towards you, oh God, we ask that you minister to each one. God, if, if there's one here that doesn't know you, I pray that today we completely surrender our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. You are worthy of our praise, oh Lord. You are good, and there is none like you. We praise you. We worship you. Hey, I can't leave just yet. Listen, if you're here and you say, Dwayne, I just I need God to do something in my life today. I need you to pray for me. Just with your hands up in the air. I just, I just want to know who I'm praying for. Father, in Jesus' name, you do what only you can do. You meet every need according to your riches and glory. You meet every need by the power and grace of your Holy Spirit. Do what only you can do in Jesus' name. Come on, I want you to clap your hands, all you people. Come on, lift a voice of praise to God because he's worthy. Amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great afternoon.